So there is very definitely a Christian rebellion. No, it's better said revival coming to the United States. It's, it is absolutely on the way. Now there is a secular rebellion coming and we need to do this the right way. Because if we put the two things together with a Christian revival and a secular rebellion, the party is simply going to fold. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Great news. God trusts us to act responsibly in this time, to act within his will, and to learn to know him by interacting with him in prayer, reading the scriptures, in how we live our lives. The closer we live to God, the more we get to know him, and the Lord seeks to have a loving relationship with us. There is a massive revival that's going to happen in the Christian faith. It's already happening. And it's being led, I mean, numerically, it's being led in the Middle East, Iraq, Afghanistan still, um, China, despite what the, the Chinese version of the party is doing over there, Chinese Communist Party version of the party is doing over there, the numbers are increasing. And people do tend to seek the Lord in times like these, Tens of thousands of conversion dreams are happening in the Middle East. I have a a friend of a friend who is a missionary in Iraq, and they're dealing with people having dreams every night. Really, truly, it's being documented. Tens of thousands of dreams of people seeing Jesus in the Middle East and saying, oh, I get it. Muhammad is not the guy. And there is also in, in Alongside this revival or this uh, jubilee, there is a secular rebellion brewing. And man, if we can combine the two, the party will just the the collapse. That doesn't mean that Satan will give up. It doesn't mean that the war is over. The war is not over uh, until the good guy ultimately declares victory, God. Uh, But the war could be substantially, substantially stomped out of the party's hands. And the signs of rebellion are everywhere. By reading this morning, Romans chapter 5, verse 3, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And and then the apostle Paul goes through the other things that it produces and ultimately produces faith. It produces strength of character. And sometimes God waits to call people until they have the character or he equips them with character. You may have heard, hey, you're going to do this thing. This thing's going to be big for you uh, from God. And why isn't it happening? Because God may be saying, I need you to change your character. Character is being changed. In the United States, character is being changed. Parents are once again the lions of Judah for their kids. They're the once again the defenders. They're once again in school board saying, no, not with my kids. A whole group of Americans have stood up and said, no, I'm not going to give up my belief that I'm not going to inject my body with things Related to abortion, not doing it. A whole bunch of people are standing up and saying, no, in fact, men are not women. A whole bunch of people are standing up and saying, no, I will not accept the teaching of racism in my schools. A lot of people are stepping up and saying, hey, you know what? If you're not going to allow me into your business, then I'll never, I'm not going to buy online. I'll never come back. You're going to fire people 
because they won't get injected. Well, then I'm never going to work with you again. There is a great, great secular awakening. There's also a fantastic spiritual awakening, particularly on the Christian front, particularly on the observant Christian, evangelical Christian front, not the pretend churches. They're the ones that are shrinking. You know, the, um, the church as the world, the Jesus was a guy who said, oh, whatever you like, if it feels good, do it. The false church, that thing is, those things are falling apart. That's where we're at. And the signs are all around us. And the party is pushing ever harder. But you know what? We talked in the last hour about the boredom, boredom response to the COVID flu. I admit that's hard to do when you have truly, truly desperate statements like this from the man to whom we're, we're told to refer to this guy as president. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a, to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? What about that? What's the big deal? <sighs> Joe, I'm bored of COVID. <sighs> We're not doing it, man. We're Look, please, dude, stop. Come on now, just stop, Joe. We're not doing it. I don't want you sniffing my kid. I don't want you sniffing me or my wife. Don't sniff my wife. Serious, Joe, don't don't sniff my kid. I'm bored. Move on. It's a unique response. Now, the desperation is right there. (laughs) The man who gets to call himself president, what's the big deal? All across the nation, people heard that and said, you know, he's right. Forget the fact that this stuff has the biggest, you know, number of deaths by five orders of magnitude of any actual vaccine in the world. Yeah, the guy who calls himself president said, what's the big deal? I'm in, Joe. And the calculus that is so interesting to me is that the people who are pushing this truly, honestly, do not understand the American people, not even a little bit. Now, they understand supplicants and they understand people who want to be subjects of a king. They get that. That communicates well to them or people who on the Republican side still think that the Republican Party is coming to the rescue, still think that there's rock ribbed conservatives. There's a few, but not very many still think that it's the party for evangelical Christians. It's not the evangelical Christians don't have a party. We have candidates and politicians. We don't have a party. We have positions. And for me, it goes like this. Are the laws godly? Do they help build the kingdom? And do you admit that the injection passports are in fact charity? That's my two instant steps. Those are pass-fail statements. That's why I rank politicians. But they do not get people like this. They do not get the heartland. They cannot. They, they, look at, at, they look at people who live in the heartland or the, the high mountains of free America. They look at us as zoo animals. There's a reason the piano is slightly out of tune. There's a reason there's background noise. You recognize the tune? There's something about that name. A man is playing a piano in his former home. The roof is gone. A couple walls are standing. Everything else is destroyed. And he's playing a hymn called There's Something About That Name. 
And that gentleman's name is Jordan Blaze. That was December 11th. And I got this through iHeart. Mark Robinson at iHeart shared it and wrote something about it. The video was captured by his sister, Whitney Brown. And what he said is, my house is destroyed, but I have neighbors whose houses are missing. And so he compared himself to people whose houses are missing. And what was it that the Apostle Paul said? Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and ultimately character. That man has a tremendous amount of character already. It's also one of my favorite examples of manhood. Great, big, huge dude who could pick that piano up and toss it if he felt he needed to, but he sits down and he plays a hymn. What's the big deal, man? Now, I don't know if that guy's injected or not. I don't care. I'm making the point that Biden doesn't understand, well, anything. But the people who run Biden don't understand that heart. And furthermore, they truly don't understand God Almighty. They, 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 it, it eludes them entirely. Hey, I have an idea with the UN. Let's build the animal, the beast from the book of Revelation. Let's put that outside the UN. It sounds like a cool beast. That can lead to no harm. I agree. Let's do that. I firmly agree. It's time that we are multicultural and include beasts from the book of Revelation, sometimes called the book of blessing. Outside the UN and the bitter clingers who still cling to that stuff, they can be scared in their shorts. Bill Gates, well, I like the beast. Reminds me of that thing I patented called Luciferian. <laughs> to them, it's all a myth. To them, it's, it's Peter Pan, baby. They don't get it. They can't get it because look, when you're your own God, you don't need any other God running around screwing stuff up. Come on, man. What's the big deal? Here's the big deal. There's a rebellion coming and there's a jubilee coming. Man, God is tearing the curtain down everywhere in the temples of power. Look at what he's done. There is an intellectually naked fella. Oh, this is the program. There is a blank of a vice president. Now, when I plug in a blender, how's that work? (laughs) And I've never been to Europe. There's blatant corruption at the FBI. There's blatant corruption at the FDA and the CDC, both of which are, in fact, pharmaceutical companies. He's torn the curtain on our best and brightest Meanwhile, if you compare God's word to biological reality, funny thing, it lines right up. Let there be light, big bang. Knows every cell in her body, every hair in her head, DNA. So much of it lines up. Anything we've studied lines up. And people are starting to get that, but more so from the soul. And there's a collision coming. Listen to this from Australia. (laughs) This, I mean, we talked a lot about Australia. They're only a few steps ahead of Canada, which is a few steps ahead of some other countries. Oh, incidentally, has anyone seen the, um, the Mockingbirds cover the tens of thousands of people every single weekend in the streets in Europe uh, protesting the injection diktats? 
in the injection traveling papers? No, not yet. I wonder why that is. Why do you think they're not covering that? So weird that on a coordinated basis, the entire world's media is doing the same thing. It's so weird that on a coordinated basis, the entire world decided to smack down ivermectin. It's so weird that on a coordinated basis across the world, they decided to track and smack down any decent cure to this or therapeutic. It's so weird that across the world about three years ago, it became terribly important that little kids see men who think they're women doing sexual dances in the library during something called drag drag queen story time. It's so weird how that happened, just happenstantially tended to just go across the globe, across all of the Western states or countries. It's so weird the way it all seems so coordinated. That's never happened in the history of the world, but here we are, it's happening now. Gee, I wonder how it happened. Gee, I wonder. Listen to this from Australia. Welcome back. New video surveillance technology will be rolled out next month to help Australian businesses maintain social distancing in the workplace, powered by artificial intelligence. The system includes contact tracing and COVID-19 mask detection capabilities without the need for a phone app. As more Australians head back to the office and factories, a new tool will be activated on June 1st to make enforcing pandemic distancing rules easier. Developed by Motorola Solutions, this smart surveillance system will watch where people walk and where foot traffic is causing close contact. It will record it and report it for action. Artificial intelligence is doing all the heavy lifting, so real people don't have to watch hours of video. For example, if wearing a mask is a company policy, you'll be flagged by the system when you're not wearing one. We take our role as practitioners of responsible AI very seriously and pay particular attention to designing products that empower decision makers and also design for privacy. (laughs) Privacy! Oh, what was that question we asked earlier in the week? Oh, you guys, I'm blinking. Oh, yeah, that's right. The evil people know they're evil. Does he? I'm sorry. Machines telling you where to stand. Machines turning you in for daring to show your human face. In contravention of every single peer-reviewed study ever done on woke masks. There are no peer-reviewed randomized clinical trials that show that they have any possibility of slowing infection even a tiny little bit, not a single one. And machines are going to tell people where to stand. Don't think for a second that the machines aren't going to say, you took a 16-minute coffee break. Don't think for a second that the machines aren't going to come along and go, wait a minute. You took like a two-minute break between emails. Wait just a second. Now, look, you are not this. We're not the steal from our employers. That's a fact. That's theft. That's thou shalt not steal. But there's also the fact that, and I continue to be confronted with this, the party is turning employers back into slaveholders. Think I'm wrong? Oh, did you want a paycheck? Well, then I need to own your body. If you want a paycheck, give me your body. When I own your body, you can once again have a paycheck. But I own your body. There's a rebellion coming. Even in unarmed Australia, there's a rebellion coming. 
There's a jubilee coming. Father God, I am so thankful. I'm so thankful for you taking away a consistent radio paycheck. I am so thankful that we had the opportunity to struggle in ways that revealed what Big Pharma does to kids and how captured the mental health system has become by the enemy. And I know there's struggles coming. I, I, I know doing a format like this is going to be really hard to sell into commercial radio should we ever go that way. And I know there's advertisers who are going to say no. No, he's, he's insane. He's, he's a Bible thumper. I'm going to be so thankful for those times. I really want to have my character shaped. I want to be like, I want to be like this gentleman who my listener Ray turned us on to. Todd, you've already seen this. Ray's the one who turned me on to the guy playing the piano. That's who I want to be like. I want to be like this dude. And you know what? If we're all like this, the party has no control. They just don't have any control. Oh, you're not going to let me work? I'm going to sit down and play him then. I'm bored of the COVID. I'm going to sit down and play a hymn. I'm going to fight. I'm going to be at all the meetings. I'm going to vote. I'm going to push back. But really, you have no control over me. The only control you have is the control that my father granted you. You don't have any control. That's mind blower for them. Now, to the actual rebellion and how the actual rebellion is brewing. Because it's across the board. It's not limited. It's not just angry white men have taken their Nazi life tactics into the school board meetings. What say you, Don Lemon? You know, did a black hole, did a black hole cause January 6th? I'm asking seriously. People think a black hole may have caused it. Chris Cromo, what say you? Come on me, bro. I'll toss you down the steps. You can write to us at thetodhermanshow.com. A federal judge has found the D.C. jail warden in contempt and demands that the DOJ civil rights probe the detention of January 6th suspects, detainees. This is a big deal. That a judge is going at one of his own. For the reasons stated in open court, it is adjudicated that the warden of the D.C. jail, Wanda Patton, and director of the D.C. Department of Corrections, Quincy Booth, are in civil contempt of court. U.S. District Judge Royce C. Lamberth of Washington wrote Wednesday, ruled Wednesday, the clerk of the court is ordered to transmit a copy of this order to the Attorney General of the United States for appropriate inquiry into potential civil rights violations of January 6th defendants as exemplified in this case. I find that the civil rights of the defendants have been abused. He's a Reagan appointee, said at the hearing. I don't know if it's because he's a January 6th defendant or not, but I find this matter should be referred to the Attorney General for a civil rights investigation into whether the D.C. Department of Corrections is violating the civil rights of January 6th defendants in this and maybe other cases. This is the case of Christopher Worrell, a January 6th detainee, or a detainee, several felonies for you know walking around. I don't know, maybe he committed acts of vandalism, but we don't charge Black Lives Matter Incorporated people with that. 
He's being treated for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and has contracted the coronavirus while in jail. He broke his hand in jail in May, was not recommended to have surgery in June, but in August, his lawyers say officials have not addressed the injury, not provided Tylenol and other anti-inflammatories. The judge's ruling in the case comes after he found there was more than one inexcusable delay of jail officials turning over the medical records. There's a rebellion coming. January 6th was the canary in the coal mine. Now, what shape does that rebellion take? It's up to the party. It's entirely up to them. Now, of course, individuals have individual sovereignty. We can decide how we're designed or how we respond. They can't make us do something, but they can cause a lot of people to do a lot of things. And I have said, and I stand by the statement, the party wants violence. There's a rebellion coming. It's up to them how it happens. If they want violence, here's some things they can do. Game the elections again. I don't have proof that they were stolen, but I feel like that. Well, I know they were gamed. I know they attempted to steal them. I don't trust the results, not even a little bit. And I hate saying that. I hate it with my whole heart. And I could go through the reasons again if we must. All the vote turnarounds at 4.30 in the morning. Structured data showing up in what would otherwise be flows of unstructured data. They look like plug votes because they're in predictable, trackable, factorial fashions of 400, 800, 1200, 1600. In some cases, in others, 1000, 2000, 3000. All factorial, all matches, all structured data plugs in what would otherwise be an unstructured data environment. Signatures didn't match. Signatures weren't checked. Post office lost ballots, etc. Ad nauseum. The voting boxes installed. The half half there was half a billion dollars spent by Mark Zuckerberg at an illegal illegal campaign donation entirely designed to turn out Democrat votes, including buying the vote counters, etc. Ad nauseum. I could do it all day long. I don't trust the results. If the party wants the rebellion to go violent, do that again. Do that again. Game it again. Come back with another COVID excuse. We can't vote in person. Everybody will get the flu and then all the children will die from a flesh-eating bacteria. Do it. If you'd prefer that the rebellion be peaceful, don't do it. If you prefer the rebellion not be peaceful, take a knee, Joe Biden. Well, yeah, take a knee. Take a knee, Cammie. That's a terrible thing. I don't mean it that way. I, I really don't. I really don't. Pray on your knees, Cammie. We can pray for them. Does that make you sick? To pray for Joe Biden? I'm I'm truthfully asking you. Father God, I would ask that Joe Biden, if he is in fact running things, for God, Father God, blessed be your name. I just ask that you would use your majestic and unlimited powers to enlighten that man and to lift from him the darkness that surrounds him and to bring to him the light of the world. And that light is you and to have him understand that he is not God, that he's running counter to your your wishes. Even though you allow him to be in power, Lord, I'm clear that you're allowing him to be there. And Lord, if that's not possible, and that is not your design, because certainly in your doing, all things are possible. Father, if that's not your wish, I would ask that that man be struck down from office that he be removed, that he no longer be president in a peaceful way, Lord. 
And if that's not possible, please give us strength to persevere. Please sharpen our character during this time, Lord. Please use us towards your ends. Please use us as an opportunity here to build your kingdom as you've ripped the curtain from the great temple of power in Washington, D.C. And we can see what's going on. In fact, globally, Lord, please give us the strength for that. Now, what about a prayer like that? Because I truly have a challenge praying for people like Joe Biden. I, 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 I feel so angry about what is being done. So that's the right. Okay. Rebellion is coming on the right. The party can choose how it happens, but they can't, they, they, they can choose how it happens. And so can the individual actors. Please don't, please don't go violent. Please. The world in the UK, the unbelievably water-spined Boris Johnson, unbelievably water-spined. He stepped back all the lockdown stuff, then he came back and said, uh, on second thought, no, let's lock it down again. 101 conservative lawmakers vote against the new COVID restrictions. Now, I'm not saying they themselves are rebelling, but I'm saying that they've seen enough of their constituents saying in their faces, in marches in the streets, that's where it's getting reported. The UK media, like the United States media, for the most part, 99% of them, are mockingbirds. They have suppressed the fact that there are massive, every weekend, massive protests, weeknights as well. Hundreds of thousands of people in the streets refusing to take part in the injection traveling papers because people know what this is. I believe it's a test run. I believe it's a test run for the mark of the beast. Personally, I believe it's a test run. And I think what's stopping it from happening is I believe Jesus is with the Godhead saying, please, 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 Father, just a little more time. So that's the UK. That's a rebellion within the circles of power, the walls of power. 101 lawmakers rebelling against this guy. The rebellion is coming globally. And so can the Jubilee. Maybe not in the UK because like 4% of people there go to church. And so many of them to the Church of England. But it's coming. And if we can bind them. And if we say to people, one nation under who? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation under, oh, you know the thing, God. Were things better then? If politicians have to admit there is a higher power, are things better? If politicians know they're going to be confronted with the people of God, both in a righteous sense, where we're going to call out the fact that actually abortion is murdering babies and they're doing it at such an epic scale that it borders upon organized sacrificial child sacrifice, or uh, uh, what is it saying? Ceremonial child sacrifice on this scale. Incidentally, you're also selling their bodies. That's not yours to sell. When they're consistently confronted with the God of the, the people of God, speaking the word of God, and also being completely well-versed and intelligent about the politics of the day, having far more detailed knowledge about the things that are happening than these people do. Can you imagine the watershed moment when the politicians realize, oh my gosh, the Christians are back. They're back and they're coming to the town hall meetings and some of them are bringing Bibles and they're bringing side-by-side Bibles and 139 
randomized clinical trials showing ivermectin works. They're reading them hand in hand. They're going back and forth. What do we do? Well, you choose. Like, you can rebel against God. Good luck. There is a rebellion coming, and if we align it with the Jubilee, we can save the United States. We can save souls. Joe Biden, this is back to domestic. Joe Biden and his Democrats, this is from legal instruction, are losing ground with uh, their advantage with Latino voters. Don't they mean Latinx, Latinx? Last year, more than 60% told pollsters they would cast a ballot for their House Democrat contender, researchers found. This month, 37% said that they would make the same choice while the same percentage would back Republicans. They've lost 23 percentage points with Latinos. This White House and these people and the people who run Biden. Man, it's too bad we don't have a Republican Party. They could be in Hispanic neighborhoods saying, did you know there's aborted fetuses involved in the creation of these injections they've stuck into your kids? Did you know that these injections they've stuck into your kids are more likely to hospitalize your kids than help them? Did you know that? Have you looked at the profits that the injection companies are making, the big pharma companies are making? Did you know that they stole that money from you? Did you know that this is a massive shift of wealth? Did you know that they just simply conjured their ability to force you to take these things? Did you know that your tax dollars paid for the creation of these insane, stupid, useless, harmful injections that you're paying for? You also pay all the downside. Did you know that they're making money hand over fist? Did you know that their stock prices have skyrocketed? Did you know all of this could have been avoided by a simple use of established non-controversial pills? Did you know in Hispanic neighborhoods, here's some pictures of some books like Gender Queer, which is in the library for your kids. Do you want your kids reading a book called Gender Queer with very, very graphic depictions of a young boy giving his first, giving, uh, providing oral sex to his bud, but he didn't like providing it. No, he didn't like getting it. He'd rather provide it. Did you know that? This is in your library. Did you know this Hispanic families? If we had a functioning GOP, they'd be doing that, but they're not. So we need to. That's our job. Well, no, it's our responsibility. No, it's our commission. Those of us who have given, or we, we believe that we've given ourselves to Jesus, it's our commission. We're bond servants of his. Those of us who are churchgoers, well, it's our, it's our job. Those of us who are on the fence and it's just, we want the politics, Todd, give us the politics, then baby, that's your mission. You take the Hispanic vote, you take the black vote, and the stuff with this this version of the party, the Democrat version of the party, which is the evil version of the party versus the impotent and, con- and conned version of the party, which is the Republicans, then you win. The pushback is going to come in this way too at the dinner table. And guys, you know my description of, 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 of same actors, different stage. You know this, right? I talk about same actors on different stages. The same actors who pushed to to trans kids are the same actors who are pushing to inject them. A lot of them are the same actors pushing critical race theory. 
A lot of them are the same actors pushing ESG score, environment, social justice, and governance to replace profit margins with businesses. A lot of them are the same people pushing, you will own nothing and be happy. You know that, right? You can write to us at the ToddHermanShow.com if you are aware of these things or not. You just have questions about it. I love your feedback on that just last mini segment. The rebellion is going to come at the dinner table. The food. Do you believe that God just stopped providing manna from heaven? Why do you think that God, when he provided manna from heaven, didn't just have the manna come down with preservatives in it so the people could just stack it and eat it? Why do you think it it became bespoiled and rotten and began to decompose so quickly that God said, hey, don't try to store that very long? Why do you think that was? Well, I believe because he wanted people to go back and say, we need more manna. And I want to continue to be faithful, so we need more manna. I don't believe God ever stopped that stuff. I mean, there's no shortage. There's abundance. Where's the shortage coming from? Where is it coming from? Well, it's coming from a manufactured shortage and a great big con. This is Jen Psaki. Jen here is talking about, well, she's asked a a question about price gouging. Terrible, 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 terrible companies price gouging, but not pharma companies because they're very, very good. Go ahead. Uh, There are several progressive groups and lawmakers who are uh, increasingly vocalizing the idea that inflation, high inflation, is being driven by corporate greed, uh, including uh, companies with high profits, some of whom have met at the White House with the president uh, in recent months. Um, Does the president endorse that idea? Does he think that corporate greed is the big driver of inflation right now? Well, I think that the president thinks the way people across the country, American families, uh, digest inflation is by price increases. And if you look at industry to industry, it's a little different. So, for example, the president, the secretary of agriculture have both spoken to what we've seen as the greed of meat conglomerates. That is an area when people go to the grocery store and they're trying to buy a pound of meat, two pounds of meat, 10 pounds of meat. Um, It is the prices are higher. That is, in his view, uh, and the view of our Secretary of Agriculture, because of, you could call it corporate greed, sure. You could call it uh, jacking up prices uh, uh, during a pandemic. Hey, now do pharma. Oh, that's right. The ejections are free. That's right. They're not making money in that. Well, I mean, their their profits have gone up 1,600%. So, again, let's go through this, because it's so fun for people to say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory and it's so fun for people in radio to say don't go there you don't have the proof bill gates and warren buffett are buying up farmland all across the united states they are limiting the supply of land that is mostly going to be in their hands this is at the same time as the federal reserve is breaking the law to buy corporate debt literally breaking the law and they're buying it with pretend money literally pretend money. Now, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett make profits on their pretend money schemes. They themselves can't conjure money the way the Federal Reserve does, but they can make money on the schemes by riding the resurgence of corporate debt or saying, oh, this company's going to come back. The Fed's going to buy this. That game is so completely fixed. 
that you have the biggest of the big, like Blackstone, these other great big companies who are purchasing entire neighborhoods and land all over the place because they want to change the housing market. When there's pretend money at play, it drives the costs up for everybody. There's your inflation, but there's also a massive, massive transfer of wealth from the middle class into the richest of the rich. And it's not through taxation and it's not through competition and it's not through inventing things and it's not through innovation. It's through real blank interface fraud. And on Friday, Zach Abraham will explain that dynamic to us in detail. Zach from Bulwark Capital will explain that on Friday in this program. So now to the meat thing, what is Gates saying consistently? Uh, I think um, um, people in, in developing countries uh, can continue to eat meat uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, uh, but in the United States, we need to uh, we need to start using synthetic meats. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get used to the taste. Linda left me because of the meat. Uh, can we take that part out? What's in fake meat? Look at the list of ingredients in fake meat. How often have we been told, don't eat processed foods? It's terrible for you. Your body's not meant to consume foods like that. That's not how God designed our bodies. You look at the fake meat, it's like 200 ingredients. What's in meat? Uh, Meat. What's the party want us eating? Fake meat. Why? Well, global warming. Well, we need to restructure the way that we live in a way that's closer to nature. That's one of the things that the the the, the coronavirus pandemic has shown again and again, that even our infrastructure and food sources need to be restructured. Do you know that he wrote a paper like that, the Fouch? He really, really did. Look, I keep my head out of politics other than when I say that we need to redesign the entire way we live, including fake meat from my friend Bill Gates. Why would the party want us to have only fake meat? Scarcity. The same party, same actors, different stage that are telling people you don't have an immune system. There is no such thing as herd immunity. That's a that's a conspiracy theory. Shots that don't work, work. Masks that don't work, work. The same players, pharma, media, tech, academia, deep state, want the same thing. They want to kill our freedoms because our freedoms are the problem. So you watch. The same technique they're using with energy didn't work. They tried to drive the prices of petroleum so high through scarcity. That's why they're shutting down the pipelines. They want high gas prices. So people are forced to purchase electric cars because that's a massive turnover of wealth. And then there's this with the electric cars. They can turn them off whenever they want. They can limit your travel because all the new versions of cars are government controllable. Does that, does that sound fantastical? Well, look at what they're doing in D.C. with $100 to drive to work, 50 each way, every day. That's a precursor event. They're doing the same thing in the separate country of Washington. They're doing the same thing in the separate country of Oregon. You think they're not going to apply the same method to meet? It's the same con. 
uh, if you eat a hamburger, um, then uh, you kill 14 children in Africa because uh, because of the global warming. That's why I have a house, uh, several houses on the waterfront. Because, uh, well, it won't happen to me because I'm Bill Gates. Got it. Thank you for clearing that up with that valuable, valuable message. The rebellion's going to happen at the dinner table. And there is no scarcity. There's abundance. And God took five loaves of bread and some fish and he fed 5,000 people. And he looked out for the Jewish people. He looked out for Israel with manna. And you have the party that wants to take that for themselves. I am so thankful that God is ripping that curtain down and that we can look at this and say, is it a godly thing to have billionaires control the food sources? Is that a good idea? My friend Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive, very thankful for people who've gotten in touch with him from this program to talk about having him help their businesses be found online. More importantly, well, maybe not more importantly, but just as importantly, to help the right people find you. The right people, that is people who want to buy your product. Dave can show you from your own website, hey, what's working and what's not? Which portions of your website are generating sales? Which portions are not? How can we change it so that all the portions that should generate sales are doing that? What are some other products that your your customers buy? What are some other businesses you could be in to help feed your family and to help manage the resources God gave you in a godly way? And he is a good friend of this program is Dave the Digital. It is greenhaveninteractive.com. Lots, lots of emails just continue to fly in. And they are so encouraging to me, particularly given the running counter to what other people would have me do with the, uh, the radio thing. Jonathan. Hey, Todd, the second order of religion, self-control. God grants dignity. Man takes pride. When man takes pride is stealing another's dignity, there's hell to pay. Death to self is death to our self-loathing. Not of attaining what we petulantly think belong to us, Fee it will as a li- free will is a linear, uh, linear, not a binary. We step out of norm of paganism into the divine relationship with God and back to paganism um, cyclically, linearly. Our choices don't determine the relationship in the binary form of I did bad and now I'm back to pagan. It's simply linear. Once the relationship with God is desired, it's his choice to decide our sin. It's our drive to adore him. And in that increases our repulsion of emptiness gently. Well said. The closer one gets to God, the more time one gets to God, the more the, the less one wants to disappoint God. To me, that's the big revelation for me. The closer one is to God in a walk with God, and you now are trying to interact with God on a daily basis and, and throughout the day, I for me, the less I want to disappoint him because my love for him grows. And so it becomes a thing where like I don't want to disappoint my father. That's, that's a material change from praying as pragmatism or as box checking or as base running. So that's, a, that's a, a very good way to say that, Jonathan. Ricky, 72 years old, by the way, Ricky. Hey, Todd, a quickie note. Last time I listened to you was in July on KTTH in my iPhone podcast app when living in liberal-minded Tacoma. I listened while cathartically taking my 40-pound backpack for a five-mile walk down the hill to Old Town and return. Nice job, 72-year-old Ricky. 
Me and the missus eventually became fed up being victims of a Jay Palooka, Russia's name for the uh, the J Inzi F Whip Jay Winsley. Um, Inzi's tyrannical, idiotic COVID bullying, raising taxes, CRT, and a blind eye to law and order. We refused to be victimized. Simply, our thinking was these. Number one, adapt like a frog going boiled. Go along with the tyranny. Or we could, two, fight back. We tried, gave bucks, spread the word. Mr. Culp lost. Or we could, three, run away or retreat. We chose number three. Sold our classic 1940 old house for a big bucks to young liberals. Took the cash and our belongings to eastern Idaho. Bought a nice comfy house in Ammon where we will complete our life's mission. The people here are welcoming and kind. And we were suspicious of that at first, but now realize that they are sincere. After setting in, I hope to give back to this wonderful community. And he does point out, I'm 72 years old, still in pretty good mental, mental and physical health, and enjoy Yellowstone and Teton National Parks nearby. From time to time, I listen to your podcast. Good luck with your new podcast adventure. Best regards and Merry Christmas to you, uh, Ricky. Ricky, thank you for that. And by the way, I love the fact that when people move out of the separate country of Seattle, they keep track of the podcast. That means the world to me. It is like being reunited with friends. Sean, congratulations on the new show. I wanted to reach out and let you know how your podcast helped me throughout my day. Your application of biblical principles into politics is needed more now than ever. As the father of two girls, I have great respect for your stories and life lessons you share about parenthood. I also wanted to share a verse that seems more relevant than ever. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua. One, nine. Thank you very, very much for that, Sean. And this one, man, this got me to the heart. Second note like this, Tracy. Uh, so seriously, when I heard the email or emailer who said you're a surrogate father, I realized that is what I felt so long ago when I found you on KTTH, sort of. It was the afternoon drive. I was happy uh, to have you going home. Literally from Kent to Auburn, I just enjoyed it so much. Not so much a father because I'm 53. I have three, I've lost three brothers in my life. I miss them so much. I wish I had their opinion, their help when I needed it around the house, et cetera. But I found you and your, some, and your somewhat daughter said, I too have a father in heaven and I'm so grateful he granted you the gifts he's given you, my surrogate brother, smiley face. You're a friend and a brother in Christ and sincere inspiration. I don't wear a mask in this separate country of Washington. I go about my business. I patiently and politely say no thank you when I'm offered a mask. I do not engage in conversations where someone asserts their opinion on me. I simply smile and insert grace because I understand fear. So sad. But for now, I must live here. Even though my mother-in-law lives in Coeur d'Alene and I tried to encourage the hubby to buy four years ago, missed that mark. Oh, well, God is good. We must want me here. Love, love, love your show, Todd Herman. You're a gift from God. I'm so glad and blessed I get to hear your voice. Missed it daily so much. I had to find something this morning. I feel like I missed out for two weeks. What's wrong with me? Okay, the novel's over. I love the nickname. Right Side Girl on the Wrong Coast. I appreciate the note. And Tracy, you guys... um, Look, we're pushing this rock up the hill together. So the podcast succeeds or failed based upon value you find in it and your willingness to share it with friends. It's really that simple. I'm going to spend some money to promote it. I'm spending some money now to do things. We're going to start to bring some money in when the God says it's time. But you guys are the reason that it's growing and I appreciate that so, so very much. Last note, also a music review. Brad in Bama. Hi, Todd. I love your show. 
And for the music review, please listen to The War Was in Color by Carmen Leaf. If you've not heard it before, I cannot think of a song that better sums up the debt of gratitude we owe our veterans. It makes me so proud to be an American and it never received the press that it deserves. God bless you and your new show. Thank you, Brad, in Alabama. I did listen to the song. Music review. I so miss bands that were willing to do acoustic music, but in a way that wasn't, hey, we're going to do an acoustic song. We're going to slow things down now. Like every rose has its thorn. That was probably the best poison song in my opinion. And I did feel like that was the guy who said, hey, let's, let's slow one down. Patience, Guns and Roses, a really horrifically nasty band, by the way. Not that Poison wasn't. But that song felt like Axel and the guys said, let's slow one down. And by the way, I think it's their best song. Paradise City is also really good. But in this case, this seems so very, very sincere. I love the guitar work. The voice, solid, straight up. Not a lot of effects on this. And I like that too in the production of this. There's no thick reverb. There's no thick layering to this. It shimmers, but it's also the vocals up front in a way that's super personal. Sort of a flat effect on them. So it's very effective. I see that the band is touring too. So it might be something I want to go see. The War Was in Color by Carbon Leaf as recommended by Brad in Bama. I see you found A box of my things Infantry's tanks and smoldering airplane wings These old pictures are cool Tell me some stories Was it like the old war movies? Sit down, son, let me fill you in. Where to begin? Let's start with the end. This black and white photo don't capture the skin. From the flash of a gun to the soldier who's done. Trust me, grandson, the war was in color. War was in color. On a personal note today, man, I can't help it. I, 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 I think I probably embarrassed people at lunch the other day. I had the great, great opportunity uh, to finally meet uh, a friend of mine's husband. And she's at my gym. And uh, I consider her a friend. And she's a terrific CrossFit coach. And I finally had the opportunity to meet her husband. I, I've met him before, uh, but to truly get to speak with him. Um, and he's a veteran. And I cried. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I, I'm re- really trying to figure out what it is about you guys. And I think it's. I think it. I think it really goes down to I can't ever know if I could have done it. And truly, I feel so awful that you guys did that for us, for me. I was in plenty good shape as a kid, plenty capable of fighting. And I didn't have my head on patriotically. I wasn't unpatriotic. I've never been. But I didn't understand sacrifice. And I don't think I understood duty. And you guys do. 
And at this lunch, I heard the single most articulate explanation about the nature of people who fight for us. And the gentleman I ate with just shared it with me. And it was just the lion and the lamb. The duality of God. The God that takes away all suffering with the peace that passes all, surpasses all understanding is also the mighty God. Now, the general was not comparing himself to God Almighty. He is a child of God and he really is. But he was talking about finding himself, who and what he is, lion and lamb. Um, Incidentally, he's a fantastic father. Lamb. Lion. Expressed the fact that he is very good at doing very bad things to very bad people. But only when God tells him to. And God is saying that time is over now for you. So I think that my emotionalism is because you guys understood and have gone through sacrifices that were mine to go through. And you did it and I didn't. And I owe you. And I can never repay you. I've been blessed to have a lot of friends who are military, retired and otherwise. Recently, I've been blessed to have a lot of friends who are from the special forces community, including this gentleman. And there is the fascination, the movies, the, the, the chatter, the, the elite. Well, you know what? I know very few guys who even consider what they did heroic. And as I heard at lunch, it's just what we do. Yeah, but I didn't. It's not a debt I can repay. And I think that's at the heart of why I tear up when I hear songs like The War Was in Color. And that's why my ears and my heart, they're just always open for you. There's no way to repay the debt. But if there's ever a chance that we meet and you need to talk and things aren't good, well, I owe you that. I love you guys so much. So very thankful for who you are and what you are. I think that's why. I think so. This is the Todd Herman Show. You can write to us at the ToddHermanShow.com. That's also where you can go to share the show with your friends. Ten people. I'll share it with ten people. We will seize control over the podcast ratings. Now go be well, be strong. Be kind and please be right with God.